Hey, hey, everyone. Welcome to Sacred Fame Podcast. I'm your host, Kasha Rashfal, and I'm here with a longtime good friend and colleague, Derek Strokon. Derek and I recently reconnected and started chatting and realized, oh my gosh, our lives have come together in a way again, where first they took us apart, we, we took separate paths, and now um, things have come back where we have a common topic, common conversation, and I thought a perfect guest on my podcast. So Derek is the chief inspiration officer of his new company called Sacred Line Consulting, and he specializes in helping entrepreneurs follow their sacred line by bringing clarity to purpose, profits, process, and profits, minimizing the time that life interferes with living. Derek is many different things, speaker, writer, father. He lives in Sun Peaks so that his family can have the best opportunity for uh, enjoying the beautiful outdoors that we are so blessed with here in British Columbia. And where do you want to start? I just, I love the fact that your company now is called Sacred Line. Tell us how yeah. that came to be. Yeah, you know, it's it's a really interesting living up in Sun Peaks, BC, and I had a super boring business name picked out. And I thought, you know what, there's got to be there's got to be something better and something more meaningful. And I just happened to pull out a trail map and was looking at some of the different runs on the mountain. And one of my favorite runs on the mountain is called Sacred Line. And it and it stood out to me for I don't know why it came forward, but it came forward as going, this needs to be the, the journey and the, the vision that we use to move forward. And an interesting, like the technical side is that Sacred Line is the only run on the mountain that there is no physical sign on the mountain for. So to get there, you have to know where it is or you have to be shown where it is. And it, and it really resonates so much with what we've done with our life how we've changed our life from living in Vancouver to moving out to Kamloops for a number of years and then a year ago coming to live in the mountains where where we really I think we're thriving the kids are thriving in school here it's creating a incredible opportunity for Jen and I to spend more time together as a as a married couple and and to be here as a family and really the sacred line has become so meaningful to me um, of understanding the difference between our non-negotiables and just what's important and realizing that so many of us get brought down a path where we intermingle important and sacred and they almost become the same thing because there is no clear definition, but by really establishing the non-negotiables or what is truly sacred to you, if we don't do that, we don't know where we're going, right? If we don't do that, everything's for sale. Mm -hmm. And and to look at our life and our journey and our relationship choices, our business choices, our geographic choices, our lifestyle choices, that if we don't have clarity on purpose, then where are we going? And, yeah. and I'm excited about the amount of work that I've been doing, even in the short period of time that we've been first quarter that we've been in business to have those deeper conversations mm -hmm. what I love what stood out to me as you were saying that is especially with respect to the ski run but I think it applies yeah. to the word sacred you know it's, it's part of my podcast name the, the sacred fame idea is that you either have to know where it is or someone has to show you yeah and unless you do a lot of real introspection and 
uh, uh, self-awareness work, oftentimes you don't know what's sacred to you. You, yeah. you don't necessarily know what's even important to you because you've learned to focus on what the world has told you is important to you. Mm -hmm. And what I love, Derek, with especially with the project that you've now created, this, this beautiful company, is you have a very focused vision for what you want to help with and what you don't want to help with. And the things yeah. where you're like, I don't know if that's my wheelhouse. You're yeah. actually bringing in people who can support that, even though it's not your specific wheelhouse. So tell us yeah. more about that. Yeah, you know, it's it's awesome because there's so much abundance. And and I think, you know, you can look at this from a business perspective that amateurs compete and professionals collaborate. Mm -hmm. yes. um, using this as the premise to drive the business to help facilitate change for clients. Mm -hmm. And if you focus exclusively on that, everything else will fall into place. Mm -hmm. um, I've referred, I've had people come in and my, my book of business is not full yet. I'm about halfway there, but I've had clients come into my life where I'm like, I can't, I'm not the best suited person for you. Mm -hmm. um, I need to bring you and introduce you to somebody else. I need to have somebody else take you along this journey, even if it's just where they are at that point. And the concept of the network of having professionals where we can all share information and we can share ideas and we can share um, just resources to be able to help each other drive forward and help have the most positive impact on clients. Mm -hmm. um, and it really, it comes down to that sacred part. And it's a, sacred's a big word. It is a big word. Like it, it's not something that can be taken lightly. Um, it's interesting to hear from a traditional business community, some of the pushback on sacred and I, I even had a, had a marketing conversation with somebody and they said well I'll work with you as long as you change your business name um, because your name's terrible and I'm like cool it's so good like you embrace that and welcome it in because mm -hmm. it just means that those are not the people that we need to have in our circle mm -hmm. and and to be able to have that super clear understanding is is so key. I love that. It, it really allows people to self-select either opting in or going, yeah. like, oh, heck no, this is not for me at all. <laughs> so yeah. That's beautiful. Um, so what brought you to like your, I mean, we've known each other, gosh, over a yeah. decade, I think. Yeah. You know, and, and we had small children and those used to be topics of conversation. We both used to live on the coast of BC and stuff. And then life yeah. took us in vast directions. And and I remember when I first met you, one of the things that stood out to me was you were so clear on what you loved to help people with. And at that point in time, it was insurance. And yeah, I, mean, I worked in insurance as an underwriter for 10 years. And, you know, it was it was a job to me. It wasn't like my passion. And so I found yeah. that so interesting that you knew and it was yeah. so specific. And so that took you on a path. And then now you've sort of here you are. So. Yeah, and it's, you know, honestly, there's so much similarity conceptually between the two things, between coaching someone through their business or through a challenge and helping them financially in the event that something happened to their family. And mm -hmm. nobody likes life insurance. It's not, you know, when you're growing up as a kid, that's not the one thing where you're like, yeah, I want to be, want to sell life insurance for a living. Um, but it's the difference in impact that it makes on somebody's ability to survive financially. Mm 
Mm-hmm. And I, I've done a lot of introspective work about the passion that I have, not for the underdog, because I think the underdog is probably the wrong way to define it, but the passion that I have for when people are supposed to be here, but they're still here. Mm-hmm. And life insurance is one of those things that if you lose a spouse, if you lose a partner, if you lose a loved one too early, that the financial impact that life insurance has gives you the ability to get back up here and it doesn't take away the emotional impact, but it helps solve the financial problem so that you can continue mm-hmm. with life. Mm-hmm. And I think the same thing that I look at, like um, I remember going to football games as a kid and I grew up in Ottawa and we'd go to the Rough Rider games with dad and more often than not, I'd cheer for the visitors instead of the home team. Mm-hmm. And, and it's always been my way to just, and it's not because I felt bad for them. It's that they should have the same opportunity as everybody else. Mm-hmm. And I think that that theme has carried through my life. It's carried me through relationship decisions. It's carried me through family decisions and where we live and what we do and how we work. And it aligns itself so well with the value of what life insurance brings is to be able to level the playing field right and I think as a coach now in the individual in my business with sacred line the ability to have a conversation with somebody to help them rise up to help them get back to the person that they want to be but again they have to have clarity of purpose I love that because otherwise where are we going right (laughs) everything comes down to that hey (laughs) yeah yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things that I read in your in your information that you sent me um, prior was this whole idea of values, like your values of, or sorry, what am I trying to say? Embracing the value of strength through vulnerability, and that really, yeah. like, that's what always comes out whenever we have a conversation or like a virtual coffee. Is yeah, I love how present you can be with not only who you are as a person, but I feel like you hold a really beautiful space for other men and women and professionals who can like feel safe being themselves. Yeah. Because sometimes when we're professionals, we feel like we have to have a persona that we have to put out there into the world Mm -hmm. so that we can make it. And yet I feel like, you know, this whole idea of sacred and what's important to you and what's sacred to you. It's like, if, if you yourself don't see yourself, your, your inner self as sacred, you're going to spend your life pretending to be someone you're not. And I feel like that, like you really zero in on that with people. Yeah. I think like, honestly, that's one of my favorite quotes. It's one of the things that drives me the most is strength through vulnerability. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, and it's not vulnerability is not to be mistaken with weakness Mm -mm. because it's actually the opposite at the more vulnerable and accessible and honest and genuine than we can be the more clarity we're going to have with sense of self. Exactly. And I look at the role, the leadership roles that I've held in the past. And it's not, right? Um, you take General Patton and he has this famous quote that you you can't lead a, a piece of string by pushing it. Mm-hmm. Right? And, and the imagery of that is so strong. So you, you can't do this. Mm-hmm. You've got to do this or you've got to do this and you've right. got to roll up your sleeves and you've got to get dirty and you've got to be honest. And there's so much in leadership where there's that expectation that you know everything. Yes. 
I'm the leader, so I'm the person who knows everything. Come with me and I'll take care of you or do what I say because I know better because I'm up here. And it's so wrong, mm-hmm. right? It is so, so, so wrong that the I think the success that I've had in leadership of the, in the past is really because you you have to stay on that same playing field, right? If you look at what a manager used to be 100 years ago was somebody who would walk the you know the factory floor and go what are the things that you guys need to do or what are the things that you guys need to get have your business run better or to have the floor run better or to be able to make more widgets or to be able to do more x and the manager would go back to the leadership team and they'd say we need x and we need this and we need this and this is what supports the team and then i think ego got involved in leadership at some point and it's you know it's prevalent you look at the Hollywood stories you look at social media you look at these influencers and they really have very low understanding and sense of self right and this is where that vulnerability I think we're we're avoiding that in our society we have this immediate gratification expectation or persona that gets built out in the marketplace I think part of the advantage of moving to a smaller town has been really to be able to help narrow that down and to zoom in on on the importance of of the simplicity mm-hmm. rather than the the complex right what have you found because i mean you used to lead huge teams of people in a, yeah. in a big organization here in canada and um when that changed what has changed for you yeah. personally you know, I'm me again, and it, or I'm more me than I've ever been now that I think we get caught up being in a large organization with the expectation that we have to represent and behave the way that the company expects you to behave. And we miss out on creativity, we miss out on opportunity, we miss out on growth and development and the creative ideas that can come forward. Um, coming back into my own has really created a big shift there. And I look at for us living in the mountain has been, right. It's been the lifelong dream. It's not, it's, but I didn't know it. Mm -hmm. Right. And you with living in Vancouver and when you've got such a great dense population and you've got a busy schedule and you've got to you know there's this restaurant or there's this place that you have to visit or living in a neighborhood where you have to have your lawn manicured in a certain way or you've got to be the first one out mowing your lawn on a Saturday morning or your sprinklers have to be just wet right and you're right you with the none of that matters mm-hmm. and it's taken I think the clarity of coming to the mountain to be able to really zero in on that and and it leads the conversations that I have now with drawing that out of the clients that I'm working with and being able to help them see that what advice would you give to someone who's maybe just at the beginning of that self-reflection or self-discovery going yeah I like I I want to explore this personal vulnerability more but I'm afraid of what people are going to say or I'm afraid of how I'm going to sound or look to the right. people I know, what's a good starting point? Like, where do you yeah. find your courage for that? 
That's a great question. Um, I think really the starting point is just recognizing that it exists. Mm -hmm. Recognizing that we have a set of non-negotiables, even if you don't know what they are. Recognizing that there is something sacred and that thing is different for every every person. I think of Jack Palance, who was a Hollywood actor and there's a Billy Crystal movie called City Slickers. I don't know if you remember this film, but it's while ago. Yeah, it's, it's old. <laughs> and and Jack Palance is the, the rancher who lives on the farm. And he says, the secret to life is one thing. And it's different for everybody. I think having the awareness that the sacred exists and that it's personal and my sacred and your sacred, we both have them right in our backgrounds right now, Mm -hmm, but your, your sacred and my sacred are different and they're both of equal value. Mm -hmm. And to understand that the pursuit of that really is the goal. And I think, you know, to, to narrow down even further towards the sacred line. One of the kind of big passions for research that I have right now is about under trying to, or working on understanding why people change when they're in a slump Mm -hmm. rather than when things are good. Mm -hmm. Because we get, right? You think every story that you hear about this immense personal change always happens at the bottom of the curve. Dark night of the soul. (laughs) Right. But to, to contrast that with, we should continually have the ability to shift mm-hmm. even when things are good. Mm-hmm. Because good, if you, Jim Collins in his book, Good to Great, it's the first line in the book, good is the enemy of great. Mm-hmm. And I think it's so powerful. And I think when you tie your non-negotiables when you tie what's sacred to you into that it's about it that's what gives you clarity mm-hmm. of purpose but I think that understanding that that exists that's that's the first step mm-hmm. is just know that it exists and then your journey will take you where you need to go if you right mm-hmm. talk about the guests on your podcast that yeah. they they're coming into your life now right? You're not chasing it right now. You're allowing it to flourish. You're allowing it to come alive and you're allowing it to really take shape. But until you have the understanding that that exists, then you can't, then there's no way for you to allow for it to come into your life. I love that. And it really underlines that the courage really comes from not necessarily being comfortable with the unknown because that's, I mean, gosh, that's life, but being comfortable, not knowing, but trusting that you will know right at some point, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, it's pretty amazing. It is. And it takes, gosh, it takes a certain amount of gumption and, and personal, just personal self-trust to kind of let go of the wheel and yet realize that you're still driving. It's just, you're driving yeah. a different way. You're not pushing strings or shoving things uphill, you know, like right. pushing sand. It's more with your clarity, with the energy that you bring to your life. That's what drives the bus. And then opportunities come. And and it, 
when you get this clear, it doesn't mean things don't burn to the ground. Right. <laughs> you know, and often we do have to face those, those like tower moments where things just blow up. Yeah. And, and then you have to sort of sort through the rubble and walk through it and, and realize, okay, so none of this really mattered, but what, right. where are we now? What have we learned? And, and what do we do? You know, it, it reminds me, if you're familiar with Alan Watts' story of the Chinese farmer. I don't know. Okay. So the, the, the real basic premise of the Chinese farmer is that there's a Chinese farmer, he has a horse and his horse runs away. And the villagers come and see him and they say, oh, it must be so, you know, so bad you can't operate your plow and um, we feel so sorry for you, you must be so upset. And he says, maybe. And mm -hmm. the next day his horse returns, but also brought with it seven wild stallions. And so now he has eight horses. And the villagers, again, they rush back and they talk to him, you know, the things are so great, you know, the, these fortunes have been blessed upon you. How amazing you must feel so you know, excited. Mm -hmm. And he said, maybe. Mm -hmm. And the following day, his son decides that he wants to tame one of the horses, hops on the horse, gets bucked off and breaks his leg. Again, the villagers sad. So sorry, your son can't help you on the farm. You must be so devastated. He said, maybe. Yeah. And the day after the conscription officers for the army come by because a ward broken out and they needed young men to take off to the war, but they couldn't take his son because his son had a broken leg. And and I think I think that's a really key piece to understand as well is that the future is unwritten. the The impact of the events of today will not be felt till later. Mm -hmm. So to try and minimize the emotional response to events, be they positive or be they negative, um, for having a shift in career in my mid forties. Um, it's either a great thing or it's not, but time, time will tell. And, and to have that understanding that the future is yet to unfold mm -hmm. and there are so many different roads that we can be led on. And there's a, right, there's a natural progression, mm -hmm. but until you understand that there's also work required mm -hmm. to be able to make it a shift in direction exactly. right we, exactly. we can't just I think from my perspective can't just leave it all to chance no you have to show up and do your yeah. your thing every day even if that thing changes and, and you pivot and you tweak yeah they'll show up yeah absolutely but absolutely. yeah that's always been a super powerful mm -hmm. message as well I love that I think I think I remember you telling me that story but that's a a great, uh, great way to, to think. And I mean, someone who obviously I work mostly in the mental, emotional realm with people and yeah. we can be really afraid of feeling emotions, even feeling joy and happiness and gratitude when something good happens and feeling like, oh no, now what's going to happen? When's the shoe going to drop, you know, right. that proverbial shoe. And um, I don't think we have to be afraid of emotion, just not attached to it. Yes. Right? Emotion, just like anything is energy that if we know how to flow with it, it enhances life and it enriches our human experience, but it isn't the only thing that matters. Yeah. Yeah. I think that that understanding that the the past and the future, there is that defined space in between. Mm -hmm. And it's the present moment where essentially down to the smallest time segment, nothing's happening in that time. Mm -hmm. And, and that's, that's where what, we have our power. Like that's the only right moment we can actually do anything 
Uh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. So to understand that nothing exists is where boundless opportunity also exists. Mm-hmm. But if we can't find that space, I think your comment, that's where the power exists. I think that's super strong mm-hmm. because the past is done and it's over mm-hmm. and we're going to learn lessons and we're going to draw for it, but it's not determining the outcome of the journey that hasn't happened yet. And I think exactly. that's such an important thing in working with clients and having conversations. And, you know, sometimes we just talk about clearing out the email inbox. Mm-hmm. So that you can get your email to a manageable spot. But that's that's another pos- position where we can take action, where we can create space to have things open up. Exactly. In the future. Yeah. I love that. It comes back to really that self-awareness and, and all leadership starts with self-leadership. Mm-hmm. And, and I think if you can lead yourself really well and trust yourself really well, then um and, and know what you stand for, then you won't like fall for anything. There's a quote I love called, if you don't stand for, for, for something, you'll fall for anything or I'm probably right. butchering it, you know, but, but that's that it really comes down to that personal power and self-awareness um, so that you know what you want at least right. a little bit and yeah. then the rest can fall into place. I love that. So I want to ask you a question because yeah. you've been you've been on your. <laughs> I'm gonna flip the microphone around. Sure. Um, that you've been on this journey helping people with exploring their emotional side. What's what's been the biggest learning that you've had in this experience so far? That you're not a slave to your emotions. I think is the biggest one. Uh, there's a lot of us who are very emotional and I embrace my emotions now, but I was always afraid to feel them because there's all these teachings around, you know, if you, if you have anger inside you, or if you have sadness, then you're going to attract more of that. And, and nobody wants more anger. Nobody wants more sadness. We don't like feeling bad Yeah. and learning more about what emotions are, where they come from, why we store them in our body, the way they do and why they come up really opened me up to not being afraid of them. So there's no reason to numb emotions. There's no reason to try and run away from them. We can learn to move with them and through them. And, and there's so much science behind how to do that. You know, that's a lot of right. my teachings, my work, that it's like it puts the power back into you, into your own hands, so that when something happens in your life and, and life will throw everything it's got at you, like there's going to yeah. be challenges, there's going to be joys and triumphs you've got to be willing and able to face them and, and, and embrace both. Yeah. uh, Without feeling like you're going to collapse or implode or explode. And so building capacity in ourselves, the, I think the biggest learning has been what we are truly capable of in terms Mm -hmm. of the capacity that we have to create and then to hold the joy of that creation. Or if we lose something or, or experience a loss the capacity we have to hold grief, compassion, you know, it, it's, it's endless, it's limitless. And, and my passion really is to help people um, connect with that limitlessness inside of themselves. And one of the easiest ways is through emotion because everybody feels right, whether they're afraid of it or not. And um, doesn't mean, you know, it doesn't mean you're going to attract crap into your life if you have a crappy day. Right. Right. <laughs> so. Yeah. So our, our capacity for change and our potential is, is astounding. 
Yeah, that's cool. Thanks. Sorry, I just. <laughs> no, it's fine. Yeah. That's a great question. So when we talk about all this, you know, creating and stuff like, what is your big vision for this company? Where, where yeah. do you want to take it? You know, it's, it's so cool because it's honestly, it's evolving so quickly. I would never have thought three months ago that we'd be at the stage that we're at and have even just the clarity of direction mm -hmm. for the organization. But what I really crave for Sacred Line to become is to be the resource to help people when they're having problems in their life. And I know how general that sounds. Mm -hmm. But if we can be known as the environment where you go when you need help and to know that there is a network of professionals associated um, that through the intake form is going to guide us to a selection of, you know, four or five potential um, temporary CEOs that you can bring into your life or you can bring into your business to have that clarity established, that clarity of purpose and the process. And then it results in profits. And, um, you know, I think profits is not the dirty word. It's not the bad word that's important. Um, what you do with that money, I think that's where the, right? That's where the, the, where the misstep can happen. But to be able to be known as the environment where you go when you need help and we can guide you and put you in touch with the people who can get you from here to here. Mm -hmm. Because I am not the perfect fit mm -hmm. for everybody. And if there's, if anybody, right, we can't think mm -hmm. that about ourselves because everybody's at a different part in their journey. And I think a lot about time zones. So this morning I had a meeting in, India, I had a meeting in Egypt, I had a meeting in Vancouver, um, and one in Toronto so far today, and uh, now the Okanagan. Mm -hmm. And I've done this, I've done this all from my time zone. But when I got on the call at 630 this morning, I think in India, it's seven o'clock p.m. Right. Right. So Tuesday's already happened. And then in Egypt, it was four o'clock in the afternoon when I got on my call at eight o'clock. Mm -hmm. And to understand that everybody in their life is living in their own version of their time zone. And to go that just because it's eight o'clock here, or just because it's two o'clock here doesn't mean it's not a different time somewhere else. Mm -hmm. And it's all valid. Mm -hmm. Everybody has experienced life in, life in their own time zone. Right. And, and it's perfect, mm -hmm. right? You're exactly where you need to be right now. Mm -hmm. And, and I think, you know, you're not behind and you're not ahead. You're just in the time zone that's appropriate to where you are right now. Yeah. What a great metaphor too, for, for life. Yeah. Just stay, you know, just focus on your own piece of paper, so to speak, or stay in your own lane. Yeah. Instead of trying to compare yourself to where either someone else is or where you think you should be. Yeah. You know, we're back to that present moment, which is where all the power lies. And uh, yeah. I think that's the biggest unlearning we need to do, especially in our Western world, where we're always feeling like we're behind the able because someone else says, but it's right. not true. <laughs> it's, right. it's not true at all. Yeah. 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 I love that. So is there something, because this is really a platform mm -hmm. for saying the shit you want to say. Right. And is there something you want to say that you've never said to the world before? Hmm. 
No, I'm looking forward to meeting everybody. Mm. Cause I think like I people are cool. <laughs> like to generate those conversations. Because you never you never know where the points reconnect. Mm-hmm. I think that's one of the really interesting things about the connection that you and I have had mm-hmm. is that when we met over here, you were in one spot, I was in one spot, and maybe we weren't perfectly aligned to help support each other. Maybe we did, mm-hmm. but where we've now come to this current intersection point, I think that would be my statement if there's anything is to to give everybody a chance give yourself a chance mm-hmm. engage in the conversation because just because we're here right now doesn't mean we're not going to be here or not going to be here mm-hmm. so in order for us to get over ourselves or to let ourselves off the hook right or where you are on your journey you're in the right spot mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and and it'll all it will all come together or it won't but there's nothing right like right but but that's just it like even if it doesn't it doesn't mean it's not coming together it might just appear that way yeah which is like we never know what's on the universe's radar screen we can only ever see what's on our radar screen and yeah and there's always someone who can uh catch you or hold out a hand and hold space for you which really it sounds like what your company is is also creating is this beautiful space for collaboration i mean international collaboration to you know not just you know in your in your little area but everywhere yeah which is yeah. beautiful yeah i think it's the one right if there's the silver lining of covid yes. it's been able to open up the world mm-hmm. much greater and and covid was a long time and there's a lot of terrible things and people lost loved ones and yes. people lost friendships over their beliefs one way or another about mm-hmm. a vaccine or not a vaccine and it was a long peace and we're not really out in the clear 100% yet but this too shall pass yes um and the opportunity of where we're going mm-hmm. will present itself because that's what happens because progress will continue to happen and the evolution of our society will continue to happen often often like you said in the beginning we are the greatest innovators when we're squeezed you know when that that proverbial dark night of the soul this has been like a a whole world proverbial dark night of the soul for for so many like i I don't know that there's anyone who escaped no unscathed in some way and so where do we go from here and that what what this showed all of us is we still can connect even when we're separate yeah we can we can use technology and and all these wonderful gifts that we have and um especially when we're clear within each of ourselves what we want mm-hmm. and what we bring to the table that's that's really i think what it another thing another blessing of, of covid is i've seen so many people rise right say, i'm not afraid anymore yeah which is amazing yeah there's a massive shift mm-hmm. right yeah. the business world calls it the great resignation i think it's a mm-hmm. pretty incredible awakening absolutely absolutely so- where can people find you if they want to connect with you yeah so web and email is probably the easiest so i'm on all the social media platforms but the website's www.sacredlineconsulting.com um reach out to me individually is derek.strokon at sacredline.ca um but yeah find me on linkedin find me on Mm -hmm. 
Facebook, reach out, uh, reach out to you. I'm sure you'll connect me as well. Absolutely. I'll put out all your info in the show notes and so that, so people can find you. And this has been, this has been such a pleasure. It's always like, I love where our conversations weave and go and always come back around. So I I wish you all the best in your, in your beautiful endeavor and bringing people together and really elevating people's strengths. Awesome. Well, thank you. And thank you for reconnecting. It's been, it's been so nice to go mm-hmm. and just, and re reestablish our connection. So yeah, definitely. Awesome. But thank you so much for having me. You're welcome. All right, everyone. I hope you enjoyed this episode. All the information about Derek and his beautiful work will be in the show notes and we'll see you next time. All right. Bye.